The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello. Yes. This is Saturday on... Oh, I had a little reverb going on. My goodness. Well, hello again. I will start off. Sue Minahan with Talk Cosmos, February 9th, 2019. And the title tonight is Aquarius. It's one of four weeks. Authenticity and tuning into our frequencies. It's a very expansive dynamic archetype of Aquarius. It covers such a broad spectrum. And of course, every archetype does. But just looking at the newspaper articles that I've clipped out, I know we won't discuss all of them. One of the factors, but well, one of the factors that we will be covering tonight, drawing in, let's say, as we cover our territory of thoughts, is about the new moon on Monday, the 4th, that occurred at 15, it wasn't new moon. Yes, it was. It was a new moon. Oh, my goodness. At 15 degrees Aquarius. And it's potent. All of them are potent, but it has its potencies. And it draws in so beautifully to Aquarius, the like-minded community efforts, our individuation. We'll just begin with our wonderful guest tonight, who is Leslie Francis, who lives up in Alberta, Canada. And it's snowy here, and we're probably on her territory, although I understand it's colder. Leslie is a professional astrologer and author of the Llewellyn 2019 and next year, 2020, Sun Sign books. She lectures nationally and internationally. She facilitates online workshop classes for astrology. She's an intuitive and created a Oracle star cards. Wonderfully, Leslie has humor, the true Aquarian wit. And it's a great pleasure to introduce and say hello to Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Are you there? Because, Uh, oh, there you are. I, I don't I don't know what happened. Well, it's all right. Aquarius that introduces the really main theme that it breaks patterns, right? <laughs> <laughs> or as it, as things go sideways is the other way of looking at it. Well, it's true, upside down. It, it brings a little attention. So, at any rate, I did do an introduction and uh, and tonight we are we have already spoken a great deal of authenticity authenticity and Aquarius, it seems that you brought up a wonderful added addition to us wanting to be our individual self. And that was the resistance that we might have to it. You know, it's a fixed sign. So I don't know if you want to begin saying something about that. Uh, sure. Why not? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but we could segue into another dimension. No, no, it. no, no, it's fine. It's just, it's my typical Aquarian response because after all, 
I myself was born with sun, moon and Aquarius. And so I can really identify with this new moon and what it might be ah. represent in, in, in any individual's chart. Uh, your memory moon. is better than mine, and thank you, Leslie, because I think that was what we were talking about, and with the break, okay, reset. Thank you. So, uh, so for the, you know, the, the people who are, who don't have as much knowledge of astrology as perhaps you and I do, uh, the, the new moon in Aquarius is really an opportunity for you to discover uh, what truly is is unique or authentic about you as an individual now of course this will not necessarily impact everybody the same way however it is the kind of thing that well i feel it it can churn things up it can make you feel a little bit like you need more space and you need more freedom yes Uh, and those are the first things that come to me I don't know. And and as far as resistance is concerned, as as we discussed the other day, uh, Aquarians will resist almost anything for at least 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, it, because it, it has everything to do, the Aquarius energy is really all about uh, making sure that what you're, whatever you choose to do, it comes from a source from within in other words it's it's it we resist being told what to do i always joke and tell clients that there are three signs that don't like to be told what to do one is aquarius and the other two are sagittarius and aries (laughs) and and so when you have a new moon in aquarius you might find that suddenly you're you're less likely to want to do what other people tell you to do because you're on a mission to from within from deep within uh, to find what path is is uh, offers you the most While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look as- at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established patterns, permitting the energy of freedom, just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards. As a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. Hello again, wonderful audience. If this seems a little disruptive, that's exactly what Aquarius does. Perhaps the universe is really working right with us because in the last archetype of Capricorn, structure was set. We had it figured out. You know, these are both social signs. But in Aquarius, maybe we're going in the wrong direction. We need to get veered back to what is authentic, what's really ourself, because it's the mankind, well, people kind, humankind have to be exactly, you know, expressive is the true sense of, of, of people, humanity. Why live if we aren't truly expressing what our gifts and who we are will be? Because this is the 11th house in the whole zodiac. 
So because we've been uh, the Skype here with with various directions. I'm in Seattle. It's snowy. I didn't go into the studio. Leslie Francis lives in Alberta. And we don't know. You might be in uh, many places yourself. But the fact is, is that we've been breaking and coming back. So we'll follow through with this. But what an example. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that isn't symbolic of the Aquarian energy, I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. If you thought you were going in one direction, no, we're going in a different direction altogether. Yeah, yeah. You know, when it comes to individuality, too, one thought is, which we can go back to the chart, but I've been clipping out articles. Like, this is one that was just posted a few days ago on in Seattle. Can we be our authentic selves at work? I mean, that's actually, I don't know if I've ever noticed that idea before, printed, but it, it does take effort to, to, to and vulnerability, you know, with uh, things to do that. Well, it, it, you know, it, it reminds me of a time when I was working as a journalist because I used to be a print journalist for a long time and interviewing uh, uh, someone. We were talking about change in the workplace, which is a very Uranian, Aquarian kind of subject. And one of the things that he said to me, and I think this is important to finding a way to be authentic in your workplace, is that the structure of, of, of corporations and businesses doesn't change. Technology and people adapt themselves to the, uh, to the structure that's already in place. Which, have, So it can be a somewhat of a challenge, depending on what kind of organization you work in, for you to be your authentic self. Well, this is true. Another article, which is really great, is saying that and wherever it started, because I think Google has been pretty liberal with their employees, but they're realizing, according to this, that businesses are understanding that people have different body rhythms. And so they're being encouraged to work at the timing, the zone timing up that it works for their their body. Now, I don't know if that's extreme. Like if you're not an eight o'clock person, you can come in at 10. What if you're like a late person, you want to come in at two o'clock and work till evening or even a midnight person. But it, that would. Well, you know, all of that seems to indicate to me that we really are in a time where the, the idea of what is traditional is, is constantly being challenged over and over and over again. And it's going to be interesting uh, to see, you know, sort of what happens as this year we deal with, again, you know, Saturn and Pluto. Are we going to transform structures? Or are we going to find new ways to to build structures that are more uh, reflective of, of where we are in time and space now? And, of course, Uranus is going to move into Taurus, and, and really, once again, the message is going to be the same in a, in a way because it's an Earth sign. Is So uh, we need to uh, – jeez, my brain is not working. Well, that's okay because it is happening in March. It's going just to yeah. advise. Yes, yes, I'm with you, right? And so this new moon in, in Aquarius just before Uranus makes its its – uh, way back into Taurus to stay for seven years 
it is a really powerful time for people to really set an intention about how they wish change to start to function in their life as they shift into a new um, seven-year journey. Yeah, I think the key here that you've introduced, which is really uh, helpful, is awareness that changes are eminent. I mean, that is a cycle of the universe, but right now, as you've, you know, whether you look at charts such as we are, or, or just the world at large, change is the the code. It is the I mean, <laughs> deep, right, deep change. So, as you say, setting up some kind of intention really prepares a person to welcome it, rather than just the sudden break like we had here with with our <laughs> whole system, because. Yeah, and and well, I keep flipping over to the uh, chart, but really, because when you say change, there's Pluto there of metamorphosis, really squaring the conjunction of of sudden changes and 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 direction, and it it's it, looking at examples of I, I think networking really is a huge part of this helpful part because doing it by yourself is the beginning, the individuality, but then finding other people. And there's so many examples that I see. For instance, there's developments where people banded together. There's a community center here in Seattle where because we have such growth, they want to buy it. The city does and the people are working to avert that. Well, I, I think that the other um, thing we need, you know, Aquarius is really about, uh, Aquarius and Pisces are both about universality, right? Yes. And so right now uh, we are being challenged over and over again to not, you know, to not just change but to grow. I mean, sometimes, I mean, as an Aquarian, I always thought that change and growth were the same thing. <laughs> but many moons ago, I heard someone say, change is inevitable, growth is optional. That's perfect. That is so true. Because changing can just be like rearranging your furniture or, or, or <laughs> something like that sort. But, I, I yeah. thought of the deck chairs on the Titanic is what I thought. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Well, because sometimes it may feel like that, you know, when change hits our, our our lives and we try to to hang on for dear life to the things that we know and we're comfortable with, with is, is a natural response. However, at some point, um, there is the need, and, and this is what I always describe Uranus as the stick of dynamite in the dam of your life. Well, it. The flood is uh, there for a lot of purposes. I mean, either the dam or the flood, because looking at this and speaking astrologically, you know, it's Uranus has been squaring the nodes, which are our past, that collective karma coming into our, and, and going forward, trying to change. And that brings to mind that uh, the institutions, which we've talked about, and people keep... You know, bringing up because it is so uh, prevalent about those being shifted. 
but and authorities and leaderships and and so many but it's bringing in that that direction of our our sensitivities and our when you say the dam it, it makes me think of flooding like tears breaking down and that can be part of it too but bringing in more of that caring nurturing sensitivity i'm thinking of the cancer archetype of the north node you know, to, to help us grow. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, in short, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, 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 I find that for me, as Uranus gets into the very last degree of Aries, which is, is going to be in for uh, about two and a half weeks, sometime, yeah, uh, I'm thinking or feeling that what comes next is a time and a period where if there are things that you really need to to express or 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 move forward in terms of your individuality your uranus and aries i go my own way i do my own thing and and so your uranus and aries has been an interesting journey for the last 7 to 8 years for most people and but for me the 29th degree always has it's like one foot on the brake and the other foot on the gas pedal mm. so you're ready to shift into something new but there there are things that need to be tidied up before you can move on uh and so the key would be wherever it happens to fall in your chart if you're feeling that this drive and yet this reservation churning up inside you about how to move forward you know gracefully with with re-energized because Uranus and Aries is very energizing there's no doubt about that and so it, it, it there's going to be some tenseness and you know I'm getting a little bit ahead of where we're at but no it's Mer good Mercury is about to go retrograde in Pisces as well and so um, it, it's an interesting process it's going to feel a lot like swimming in the deep end without a flotation device mm. No, and not and not not necessarily. This is more of an inner process, if that makes any sense. Well, it so. does because of new directions. You know, with Aries. You know, is that what you're thinking of? I mean, it's always a new direction, and well, what would I like to conquer next? <laughs> except, <laughs> except now you've done the conquering and the initiating, and as Uranus goes into Taurus, you have to figure out how you're going to ground all this new stuff that you've initiated mm. I can well identify I'm going into the all of us have projects I'm sure or many of us do right <laughs> exactly and with some of the energies Jupiter with of, of, of consciousness wanting to expand it's really how to tailor it at the same point and make it as you say grounded practical you know all these colliding Thoughts, ideas. Yes. On a personal note, it is very personal. And on a social, because it is, it is that social sector. Again, uh, well, the freedom, the freedom that it requires is really essential. And sometimes there's ways, I think, where our social groups the groups, whether you know, are trying to to promote that, like I was noticing, Sweden 
is trying to get rid of their cash. How is that going to affect everybody? That's quite a change. Or China has electric cars, reading these titles, that have where the cars are going to talk to the government. In other words, we have freedoms, but more and more they tie us into this electronic age, which is also Aquarius. You know, it's really a kind of a dichotomy or a, an adjustment, as you, know, you're, as you had mentioned. So how does humor fit into all this? I mean, I'm just thinking, I think Aquarians have a real gift of humor. What is that elevation, that some decision there where they've de- where uh, in this mode, it's it's perhaps a detachment. The broad view goes. Well, I think that part of it has to do with uh, because Aquarians tend to think outside the box. Mm. So and and they also have a, a, a well a really powerful capacity to go to objectivity and detachment. So they can observe what's going on around them. And not attach a judgment to it one way or the other, but find, like, often I have to tell you, I find a lot of what humans to do to be uh, <laughs> amusing, but not in a making fun of, but but more in a case of delight. And, 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 and often when I giggle at something, people are a little offended. They look at me sideways because they don't really know what it is I'm giggling about. Well, it's just mostly... Wow, we're all human. Uh, humans do interesting, uh, strange, uh, unusual, challenging, difficult things, and and uh, we know true. how we know how to uh, how to take that from an observational point of view and and turn it into a turn it into a joke because sometimes, first of all, if we didn't have laughter. Where would we be? It, and second it, of all, life is amusing. Even when it's not amusing, it's still amusing, if you know what I mean. It is. And in fact, I think it's been told that the heart exercises, that the laughter exercises the heart, and there's fewer muscles that get used in your face when you smile versus frowning. And I this, <laughs> so I mean, in some ways it's easier, right? And and the I think Isaac in the Bible, just as far as a his, uh, kind of a reference of that is uh, very um, of great uh, importance to many, many people in this world without saying how I am with the Bible. But Isaac means laughter. And I thought, my goodness, that's so amazing to have, you know. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, then we got to find the funny bone somewhere. There's a, <laughs> you know, exactly, kind of elevate. And I know, too, the ancients would say that laughter broke things up. So I guess it, it helps. There is a book that is inventive comedy. And this really, what was the name of this book? Um, it's by, well, it's called We Are Family. And he, this is essentially a book that has that perspective of, of looking at his own family. Like he said, I spoke my first word at five months and it goes on any rate. But the point was, I think he had to live life a little bit independently. And so he's still <laughs> bringing it to, 
Yes, joy. Well, and they're very much connected. And uh, it reminds me of, I think the man's name was Norman Cousins, who, who had cancer and essentially cured himself by watching comedy every day. I'm sure Ooh. that wasn't the only mode of treatment that he had, but but he decided that he was going to find a way to laugh about life every day. And I, I try to practice that myself as much as I can because there is a, I mean, I, I'm sure there are, you can go anywhere and find all the descriptions of what happens, the chemistry in your brain and the, and, and your whole consciousness, but it's just, honestly, it's just fun. And I, it, it's fun to laugh. It's fun to find, something in in your life to laugh about e even if in this particular moment you're making fun of you not making fun of yourself but having the capacity to 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 say things about yourself that are true that are also funny yeah light-hearted in yes, fact that's it yes and in fact that reminds me years back i saw that i hope this is right that in norway might have some heritage my dad was born in norway so of course i look at that and say oh that's interesting but there they actually have doctors that are for humor i think <laughs> yeah and well considering that they live e even further north oh, than where goodness. i live and and uh, a fellow astrologer that we know that will be at Norwalk, uh, she commented when I posted something on Facebook about how cold it was, she said it was minus 50 where she is. Oh. So I can understand why in Norway they might have doctors that specialize in humor. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I, and I think that, you know, um, and maybe it's a function of circumstance as well. I think that the capacity to to be able to laugh and is really important in moments of either physical darkness and emotional darkness. Yeah, and I have said too, I've heard that the brain doesn't know the difference between authentic laughter and fake laughter. I know at one time in my life I had a lot of issues going on, this is many years ago, and having read that I went, ha, ha, ha. You know, for, for enough days that finally I started laughing, you know. So we'll, we'll take a break, an official break, and we'll return to Talk Cosmos with Leslie Francis in Alberta and myself. Thank you. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Aquarius, ruled modernly by Uranus and Saturn in traditional astrology by the ancients. By leaving a cycle based on governing structures through both man-made and universal laws, Aquarius breaks established pattern, permitting the energy of freedom. Just as its ruling planet Uranus spins on its side and orbits backwards, as a fixed air sign represented by the water bearer pouring the spirit of cosmic energy, Aquarius seeks to find like-minded, intuitively aligned souls to connect in social groups for the elevation and improvement of all. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host, Sue Rose Minahan. 
you learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. Hello, this is Dr. Judy Zafrir. I'm a holistic psychiatrist in the Boston area and an evolutionary astrologer. And you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Organic, free range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hello, hello again. This is February 9th, 2019. And it's Sue Rose Minahan on Talk Cosmos speaking with Leslie Francis, who the author of Lou Ellen, 2019 and 20 sun sign books and an astrologer of many merits and for many years. So we've been discussing uh, so many aspects and of, of, of Aquarius and there's a few points that we brought up and we'll see where we can go with it because and that is with some of the shadow sides which might be the resistance that was first brought up, being a fixed sign, you know, and being so strongly attached to individuation, my own way, like maybe like uh, Sinatra's song, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did it my way. (laughs) Well, I find that, um, (coughs) sorry about that. No, it's that time of year. I sympathize. Uh, I find that... A lot of the resistance has to do with if, if someone, if an Aquarian feels like they're constantly being told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, they're going to dig their feet in no matter whether what, what other people are suggesting. Because sometimes we, I speak for myself as well, sometimes we can take a suggestion uh, as an order. Uh, I, many moons ago, I happened to have a psychologist and was working through some stuff around post-traumatic stress disorder. And I had a friend who was also an Aquarian who said she was so glad that her therapist gave her homework. And my response was, homework? <laughs> and so, so I, I happened to mention this to my psychologist the next time I saw her. And interestingly enough, her birthday was the same day as mine, just not the same year. And so she said, well, you'll notice, Leslie, that I never give you homework. I only give you suggestions. And, and it was so true because... Uh, it, 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 we need to feel, again, the, the desire, the, the capacity to, to carve out our own path. Now, if, and sometimes that makes us stubborn and immovable, and we refuse to hear what others have to say no matter what it is, because we can't all, if once we make up our minds that the, the world is such and such a way, because Aquarians can do that no matter how flexible their intelligence is, and they will just refuse to move. And that, well, in, in that case, then essentially, this is what I always say about that, resistance leads to shooting yourself in the foot. Well, you know what? This brings to mind, I also have strong Iranian uh, influences. In fact, I think all of us, many of us astrologers, it's almost a prerequisite. I mean, not yeah. literally. I mean, if someone doesn't, that's 
good, but we we can share it in so many ways. And it's a fixed sign. It's one of the fixed signs. You know, it's said it has its 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 energy. It's bef- after the movement of cardinal and before the mutable of the next sign. So what I'm thinking is is that it's natural to do that. But oh boy, let's see what is it. Oh yes, but the placement of because I'm going back to the physicality of the placement of Uranus is between Saturn and Neptune. And so we're going back to those frequencies. They really, it is on the unknown path of, of Aquarius. So really some of this resistance is necessary in order to be original, in order to find that gem, that, that, that area that really is, your own language, your own rhythm, your own everything, that whole quag, you know, effort. Were you, you going to say quagmire? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> quagulin. There I you know, but, but, but sometimes <laughs> it is a quagmire. <laughs> just, um, well, well, but 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 the reality is that, you know, at some point you have to participate uh, in the world around you, you can't spend your entire life observing things and being so detached that you're not involved. And yeah. so that is also one of the, um, how should I put it, darker shadows of Aquarius. Is, and it can lead to, you know, we were talking before about elitism, uh, superiority, uh, which is not necessarily what Aquarius is inclined to do. It, it's just if they feel totally outside the loop and, uh, you know, like the unwelcome guest at somebody's birthday party, uh, uh, they, they can sort of move to a place of, well, uh, yeah, you're just not, you, you just don't know anything and you're just not as smart as I am. I, I don't think that that's, it, it's only because they're, you know, we were talking about this before, was that when you look at the image for Aquarius, it's pouring out energy. And that and and the description of Aquarius as cold and aloof is is really in my mind the the dark side the dark the shadow of Aquarius because really frequencies are energy and energy is feeling and feeling translates into emotion so you know Aquarius can be a lot more sensitive than people realize it's just they because they don't feel accepted they put up the walls. Well, it's true. Many things come to mind. I'm thinking with Uranus going into Taurus, which is body and senses, it will be hopefully, uh, might be rather chasmatic, because if one can get rusty, I mean, not as rusty, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like being so uh, even tempered with it. I mean, I think sometimes everybody is one and the same, I mean, of in, of opportunities and blah 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 and so one can get um deep that detachment can remove one from just the emotion as you're saying but uh what with i think the energies occurring in the next seven years oh and so therefore one doesn't have use is what i was thinking of too of some of those emotions you know you have to have interaction you can't somebody it's good to be cerebral but yes i agree it it is a well you, okay so the world that we live in really celebrates the rational mind 
And because Aquarius is resistant to being categorized at all, uh, the notion that, you know, we always want to put, I mean, part of learning astrology and being open to the, the depth of the archetypes is to recognize that the keywords are just a beginning place and they're not the ending place. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and it's funny because somewhere along the line, I mean, this is, this is, you know, the, the reason I'm, I'm confused in my own mind right now. I'm sorry. Uh, just the notion that uh, that Uranus and Aquarius are connected to genius has everything to do with being open to uh, stuff that isn't necessarily always rational, which is why when you look mm-hmm. at the image for Aquarius, those are not thoughts that, that are being poured out. It's energy. It's the energy of change. Yeah. It, it, it's not. And so I, I think that... Uh, you know, I have to tell you how many times uh, somebody said to me, well, well, you have moon in Aquarius, that makes you pretty cold, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do you know me? You haven't even spoken to me. You're making a judge. And that's the challenge is no matter what archetypes we're working with, and I really congratulate you on, on having the courage because it does take courage to do a whole year on the archetypes mm-hmm. and really to introduce people to different aspects of what a particular sign might mean. So as we were talking about the new moon and it being in Aquarius, well, it might be an opportunity for people to tune into a new frequency of their own. Because I really believe we're all multi-frequency beings. It's only a question of whether we're aware of it or not. That's right. Knowing that intuitive listening and answering to it. Because we are part, the whole self has the material and the spirit which is you could say sir back in the 60s you used to say vibes well it wasn't that far off because you know life is vibrational quantum science has now realized and it goes on and on that the energy you know light is both a, a wave and a, and a, and a um, particle so yeah you know and so these vibrations that we have with us because there's such a tendency to want to fit and for survival's sake actually you know if you're an outcast it's hard to be things but on the other hand it it does take some bravery to to go your own tune and your own step and without that we wouldn't have boats that went across the water much less rockets that went up in the air or much less any kind of medicine that found out how we're, et cetera, et cetera, all these inventions. And a lot of the inventions are, of course, Aquarius. And, if, and, and, and so we realize that these inventions span everything from thought processes like Einstein all the way down to the technology that we're currently using to do this radio show, even though we're not in the same physical location. Yeah, and that's why it wanted to break. <laughs> well, I'll just join right in, <laughs> and I'll shake you up. Hey, I'm thinking, I just noticed this, because individuality, what would that mean? I remember as a kid, of course, I am generations earlier than today's generation, and there weren't necessarily so many roles, and if one did have a sense of 
uniqueness. It was like, well, what could you really be? Well, here's one idea. This is a fella here in the Northwest, and he's a craftsman, they say, making music out of a box. He took, at one time he needed to do something to, to survive, and so he took wooden cigar boxes, didn't smoke them, he just took them, and then made these great uh, guitar uh, guitars out of it. And he inlays them and et cetera. And they're kind of collective items. If I had, I, if I could show them to you, but they're quite decorative. But that's just one concept of taking your inspiration, you know, however we want to talk about it. And well, and, and you know, the truth is that, that everybody has their own creative spark. It 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 has more to do with discovering what it is instead of trying to figure out, you know, creativity is a really big topic. Mm. Uh, I don't, you know, there are so many things uh, in this area that it's really hard to talk about. And Uranus is very much connected to keeping yourself open to the thoughts and ideas that come to you that don't seem to fit anywhere in the world at the, at the particular moment that they pop into your head. Yeah. That's so true. Jotting down. I used to have a file for brainstorms. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the best part was if you wait long enough, society kind of catches up that I've noticed <laughs> quite a few was like, Hey, thank goodness. But you know, there's just, I'm sure many, many people do that. And when you bring up creativity, that's important because it is that access. I mean, we know that, but just to identify that it's the Aquarius Leo access. So it's huge. And it's creativity in a group is one part, too. Okay. Okay. And here's where I want to just interject and say I'm not so sure that Aquarius is, is a group, is about groups as much as it's about community. Ah, thank you. Groups are very Saturnian. Right. Whereas I sometimes think that community, the purpose of community is it brings is it's like living in a small town, you know, everybody does their thing and and they're tied together by uh, locality, but and, and maybe by interest, but not everybody is the same, nor do they have to be. Because I think the idea of Aquarius is really to teach us that, well, you know what, you can be your authentic self and exist in a community. And of course, Aquarians are always looking for like-minded people. Yes. And I always I always say to clients, so if you've got anything in Aquarius, what, what you're really seeking is, again, we're back to authenticity. If, if that's really who you are and that's what really works for you, then good on you. It, it, you know, you don't need to live your life the way I choose to live my life. Just don't tell me how to live my life. Yes, it, I love this distinction. I so appreciate it, Leslie, because it's a much like, well, the fine tuning of uh, feelings and emotions. But, you know, it just helps the thinking process. But here, community spells out a vast dimension. So, you know, the United States, we know, has, well, I don't know, I won't. The chart of, yes, it does. It has an Aquarian moon, whether it's 18 or 27 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Which, what does Canada have? Do, do you know the chart of Canada? Does can... uh, it, It's a cancer. Our birthday is three days before July. Ours is July the 1st. 
Now, there's been a lot of um, talk in Canada because, of course, the the British Parliament had to pass an an act so we could have our independence. We we didn't we negotiated mm -hmm. ours as opposed to fighting for it. Uh, and I and if my memory serves me correctly, we're a Cancer with the Moon in Gemini. Oh, oh well, see. And what's the rising sign? I don't. Um, I don't remember. That's okay. That's okay. Well, you I know, I could have dug it up if I'd known we were going to talk about it. Yeah, and and I apologize. I mean, oh, that's no, okay. Yeah, because here in the United States, of course, with all this Capricornian movement with the planets into what they call a stellium, and for those of uh, our audience, that means a group, a stellium, like. A bunch, a bunch. Yep, exact. And so <laughs> there's this e tremendous energy happening. So the chart becomes more and more evident all the time. And But it, it, I was thinking, my goodness, not to fight but to negotiate. Of course, that's that's a real strength of a beginning. I like that. Well, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this hoping that this isn't, no one finds this offensive, but... Uh, I, I do think that, you know, you have so much going on in your country about gun control. Yes. And, and we we just don't have those issues in because our country was not born from conflict. Oh, that's very important. Yes. Now, that doesn't that doesn't mean that that there was, you know, that we didn't have conflict, conflict with Aboriginal people because we did. Again, I, I and. But the it, it, reasons for it somehow shift for protection, and I think that is where um, there's concern. You know, which that. probably has to do with why, why you know, uh, when you look at all the reasons your your country was formed, the symbology of it is accurate. Okay, Moon and Aquarius. Well, essentially, uh, we're really going to go our way and we're going to do our thing because we're tired of you telling us what to do. Yeah, and that was that. That's enormous. And, and, Which, yeah, because there's two charts I've learned. One is in the evening, and one's in the morning. And so one they flip. Either you have a Sag rising or a Gemini rising. But you know, uh, going back to community and cerebral thinking. Like here we are. We're thinking. I like this idea that conversations can begin to evolve. From that detached perspective, you know, one does need to bring in the feeling and, and sensitivity to something, to any subject. But yet, how can we, but, but just to oppose in, in without detaching a bit, it, it stops that progression to find a resolution. And that's another thing that Aquarians love is resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh, solve this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll have to think about that resolution. Yeah, well, okay. So fixed signs always like things to be complete. Oh yeah. Their I job see. is to complete things. So in my mind, the mutable signs are 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 the the act of creativity, and then the 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 cardinal signs are all about initiating that process and then the fixed signs finish things off and then you start all over again it's absolutely and it's so important it it when you think of change it, it breaks it right down into palatable 
um, <laughs> you know, right options of. Well, you know, I think that part of the challenge that we face, you know, look at the, you know, when Uranus has been in the Aries, in Aries, the explosion of the internet. I mean, it's like, it seems to me like it's, it's profoundly moved in the last seven years farther than it did. And of course it's brought uh, um, cultures into conflict. Uh, and, and now again, we're going to, Uranus is going to move into Taurus and we're going to have an opportunity to find a new set of values with which to approach uh, the bigger picture. Because, of course, Aquarius is always interested in the big picture. It's like so and can get really frustrated with people who just want to focus on, on you know, moving things around in a known space. Because the Aquarius is going, yeah, but there's so much more that's outside the space that you're looking at. Could you look at it from a larger place? And that's often what leads us into conflict with everyone else because they don't really understand why we why we want to mess with what they think is a good thing. That's really important <laughs> to just to, to, to repeat actually what you've said because looking outside of the known to just consider that something else could contribute and maybe solve or or, or at least help remedy. A problem. I and mean, when you think of all the medicines with all the trees that exist that people could find. In fact, I think there's sometimes in the Amazon one tree of its own kind. Or, wow. Yeah. Or it's so vast. But it, it it's it's an important dynamic. And uh, so there's much to be gained. And I like the idea, too, bringing back your thoughts of, of using the courage now in the next few weeks to, to revisit some of our, our new definitions because Aries does want the new definition of something. And, well, plenty of time to settle down. <laughs> there aren't earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll take a brief moment here just to introduce our next guest for next week to people before we close, because we'll have a few minutes after that. But John Foster is a Seattle astrologer and a graduate, certified graduate of Noel Till. And he's on the board as a vice president here in Washington State Astrological Association. And he's a software developer, and I think he's planning to launch his own software and will conclude Aquarius. So that'll be next week. And this week, to remind people, look at Talk Cosmos. You can find Leslie Francis, her bio, and your I think your website is The Path Revealed. I just think that's a beautiful uh, uh, website name and so you can find and there are archives if you haven't if you come in late to this show you can go and look at audio archives and listen to the whole show so we have a few minutes here Leslie now that I've gotten that out <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Aquarian the so uh, did, did we cover mm -hmm. enough of what you think the shadow might be well that's interesting, shadow, because, you know, when you're in a fixed sign, it's not easy to see why the obstacle is happening. You know, it's like there's an obstacle and it just seems like because it's fixed in your own thinking and heart, 
of how to go forward. So it is something to bring up. And I think, well, it's you, know, it, it, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, and, and that is that, uh, it, you know, being there's many aspects to being fixed, not the least of which is you, you, you will stick with things until they're complete. Uh, the question is, do you, after you've finished the job, hang on oh. and, uh, and I think that the reason why Aquarius is a last fixed sign is because there's a reminder to everyone that no matter what you hang on to, at some point in time, it's going to change. And including your physical body, and you're going to leave your physical body. So uh, it's always a, so if you, when you're looking at fixed signs, they each have their own signature in terms of how they hang on. And for Aquarians, I often think it's they hang on to being weird or different, or they hang on to an idea that that they that they think defines them and may may or may not define them. Because one thing about life is it shows you that what you thought you knew when you were 18, it, it has hopefully or possibly expanded beyond that as you live your life. Because you know, life is an act of creativity itself. This is so absolutely valid, hanging on and somehow being willing to morph into another unknown, you know, venture, even though it might be working. It's very true to, to realize that maybe those frequencies that are coming in of, of, or finding another like-minded group Community, community. I'm changing my language. They <laughs> 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 remember, you know, because you can build or just, and sometimes one doesn't know what they want, but by leaving what they do know they don't want can lead towards the next yes. direction. Well, yeah, and and that's a really interesting point, Sue, because it 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 really does define part of the shadow of Aquarius, which is they can get really invested in what doesn't work for them and what they don't like, and they get into the resistance of all of those things that they forget to actually define what what does speak to them, what is important to them. Well, then I suppose, because we have to close up here a little bit, as we've been reminded here by our illustrious soundboard engineer, that bringing in heart, bringing in that Leo archetype of the opposite, where it is that love and that that reminder of the of yes we're all individuals but that's the beauty of it is that any community is made up of individuals and and to to let these differences even though we may have honed them and elevated them we didn't talk about elevation but but i think maybe in other talks we have is 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 the secret is is the bridge to to bringing us back from our rainbow ideas <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with rainbow ideas. <laughs> I love this. Thank you, Leslie. We'll say goodnight and chat again. Toodaloo. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.